So what do you think is happening with this escort girl? I have no idea. I just no, you, know you, that you have one, a bunch of ideas. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that part is apparent. I don't know exactly. So, I don't know exactly what's happening. But I know that whatever what do you it think? is, is completely inappropriate for you to be doing while you're in a so relationship. So you don't know what's happening. Of course I don't know. I'm not physically there. But whatever is whatever happening. Is, something is. Something definitely is something happening, right? Is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 89 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Y'all know who I am, man. I would do anything for you. Only a heartache. Never let no one before you. Don't let this fade away. And I will write flatline skies. If it means more you. No matter where we go, I'll guide you like in your dark. If I'm dreaming, let me sleep I don't want your love to leave I don't want to fall too far Just ride this high that you're giving me No, I don't want to wake up Hey man, how dare y'all Not tell me about a new Lucky Day EP, man So it's the day after Valentine's Day. So I figured I'd start off in a happy mood and give y'all some brand new music while I'm at it. Yeah. Hey. Huh. All right. Hey, 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 hey. hey man, what y'all know about that new Eric Bellinger, man? Look, the man misses, right? But when he hits, he hits. But I feel like I should go back old school with some traditional white soul R&B. I see you in a lonely place. How can you be so blind? You're still regretting the love you left, left behind. Oh, darling, I've seen you go through. What y'all know about that, Bobby Cotwell, man? What y'all know about that, man? 
I could I could easily give you some genuine. Are you I could easily give you some Marvin. Love? But what about some Bobby Caldwell? Playing that white man during Black History Month, but that's my jam. But this song right here, rest in peace, Jay Dilla. I never knew a la 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 a la like this. Gotta be something for me to write this. Queen, I ain't seen you in a minute. Wrote this letter and finally decided to send it. Signed, sealed, delivered for us to grow together. Love has no limit. Let's spin a slow forever. I know your heart is weathered by what studs did to you. I ain't gonna solve them because I probably did it too. So y'all know who I am, man. I'm your one and only host, Doug. Welcome to the Struggle Play Podcast. Follow me everywhere at Northside Doug. You can follow the Struggle Play Podcast on Instagram at the Struggle Play Podcast and Twitter, Struggle underscore Played. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, welcome to episode 89 of the Struggle Plate Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Doug. You know, you can call me Northside Doug. That's low-key what they've been calling me. And I, it's actually just his Twitter name. But fuck it. I'll ride with it. You know, I ain't Kobe. I'm not calling myself the Black Mamba. You know? But, but, but. Just know this podcast is growing each and every single day. This podcast is definitely for the ones who I would say have a real deep love for music and wants to learn about music because I play music that embodies an artist's passion, pleasure, pain. And of course, you got to throw in some ambition in it to a baby. All right. You literally have to rap or sing like it is your last meal. Literally. Let me introduce to you all to today's guest. All right. He is going to be the last guest that I have in a while. Be- unless Dr. Dre or Victoria Monet or Kaylani, you know what I'm saying? Unless they be like, yo, Doug, it's time, you know? I'm sorry for ignoring your emails for the last year and a half, but it's time. 
you know. <laughs> but it's cool because today's guest, he definitely is somebody that I look to as a mentor in this podcast game. Um, he's definitely gotten me into a lot of trouble. Yes, you have. We all know this is true. Facts are facts, not opinions. All right. And also, he has been doing this for a very long time. Now he's like ESPN Disney'd out. You know what I'm saying? He's always been a little bougie with me since I've met him. But, you know, the bougie-ness is growing and fine. Whatever, dog. You know what I'm saying? You do what you got to do. So, before I even introduce you, because um, now... Before I have guests come on, I'm taking this shit back to 1994 in the 90s, stretching Bob days, you know, the original King Tech and Sway days. I don't even want to know who you are until you spit some bars. So I need you, my good friend, unnamed guest, <laughs> to if, to rap your top. Jay-Z verse. That's so tough. Top Jay-Z verse? Every Jay-Z verse is a top Jay-Z verse. I'm uh -huh. just letting you know. Uh-huh. That's why he is God MC. Uh-huh. But I'll give you a couple bars. Good dudes, I know you love me like cooked food. Even though a nigga gotta move like a crook move. We were together on the block since free lunch. We should have been together having four seasons brunch. <laughs> We used to use umbrellas to face the bad weather. So now we travel first class to change the forecast. Never in bunches, just me and you. I loved your point of view because you held Hell no punches. punches. It's a Valentine's Day. Oh. This is a love song, baby. Hey. You want a love song? Hey, man. It's the GOAT. He got everything. Hey, man. But, but, still I left you on months on end. Woo. Months since I checked back in. Woo. Woo. Well, somewhere in a small town, somewhere locking the mall down, wood grain, foreign change, armor all down. Come on. I can understand why you want a divorce now, though I can't let you know it. Pride won't let me show it. Pretend to be heroic. That's just one to grow it. But deep inside a nigga so sick. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I got to make the song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I got to let the song cry. That's that's something only Jay can do. He gives you the good and the bad. Yo, I ain't that's mad what, at it. Look at the whole lyrics. Look at here. Look at here. You get you came and delivered. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show from the Corner Podcast, ESPN's own, my homie, my good friend, my brother Kel Dansby. What's happening, man? What up? What up? It is uh, nice to join the show and get to spit some Hove lyrics to start it off. It's the way to bless the show. Hey, you man. Hey, hey. Here real quick. You know, got a, got a Chris in the podcast. Hey, man. Look, look, God look. MC. I, I love it. Man, yeah. Matter of fact, I got something for you. And this is what it feels like. Uh-huh. Who but me? Who but me? Can only bring you this amount this of heat what it feels like. on one episode. Yeah, we'll get to our Valentine's Day later, man. But let's enjoy this nip and hove, shall we? 
reason I survive, cause a nigga is special first You get successful, then it get stressful thirst Niggas gon' test you, see what your texture's worth Diamonds and pipes, one of them pressure burst Street niggas, still I get checks and spurts I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I murk Better days, pray for, but expecting worse At this level, boy, shit, I'm just less concerned hey. Cruising in the six, looking at the proceeds. Rap music on my wrist, drop another mixtape. My shit booming out this bitch. Young Malcolm, I'm the leader of the movement out this bitch. Look. And this is what it feels like. Hey. Every level makes you question is it real life? Hey. All the weed good, all the pussy real tight. And the only rule, keep your dollar bills and this right. Is what it feels like. This is that brand new Jay Z, Nipsey Hustle, and this song is called. And this is what it feels like. Damn, y'all ain't heard this one yet. Well, let me put y'all on, man. Because we all know what we came here for. <laughs> we all know who we came here for. Scorpion bricks, way before Orbeez, double disc, 40 on my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix, filtered bass, sip coat, like a Michelin star chef, chef, chef kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my left, IRS on my dick, try to all that on my chest, too late, you know they hate when you become more than they expect, you, you let them crack and storm your capital, put their feet up on your desk, me, yeah, you talking tough to me, I lost all my little respect, come on, in the open, bringing folks home from the feds, I hey. know the payback gonna be me, I'm saving all my little bread, pray for me, y'all, one day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts, real niggas, is this thing. It ain't safe for me, my dog. They killing niggas in they own hood. That makes sense to you at all. You burnt your bridge to the other side. You know you can't swim across. Y'all know niggas can't swim. They fried Mike after you die. Y'all know niggas can't win. You never land on Joker's side. I arrived on the day for Hampton Gap Pull up. Assassinated just to clarify further. My bad. I'm getting excited. I'm too excited real, right now. Real quick. Do you mm. understand the genius behind that bar? I arrived is what he's supposed to rhyme off of. And the reason that's there is because in the, what, the Murder to Excellence song, I arrived on the day that Frank Hampton died. 10 years ago, he rhymed those lyrics. People were like, yo, I remember that. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. Uh, real niggas smoked. So when he said I arrived, people think he's going to say the day Fred Hampton died. Nope. The day he was murked, hold up. And he changes it up and plays with what you think he's going to say. This man is the GOAT. Yo, literally, I was ready for it. I was ready for it. I think he he went dummy with the left. He yeah. went dummy. This yeah. man is the GOAT, he, and he knows it. He's just playing with people. He's like Steph pulling up from the logo. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton got murdered. Hold up. Assassinated just to clarify further. What y'all gave birth is the chairman mixed with Jeff Ford. Big step on the jet with my legs crossed. Black stones on my neck, y'all can't kill Christ. Black Messiah is what I feel like. Shit ain't gonna stop, cause y'all spill blood. We gonna turn up even more since y'all killed Christ. This is what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. I know it's February 15th. I know we're over here talking about you know, Valentine's Day, and we're gonna get into all of that in just, you know what, let's get into it right now, man. Let's get into it right now. So, Kel, um, for those who don't know, Kel has probably seen me at my worst relationship-wise. Is this right? Is this right? I, I would hope. <laughs> I hope that is your worst. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you take it like forty-five minute walks. You started off on a bad, on a bad note. 
you leave your car somewhere, walk 45 minutes to go to a date, it was probably doomed after that. It wasn't a good sign. But yeah. I have seen you at your worst when after you were happily in love and, you know, three hour car conversations, sharing philosophies and such with a woman that it all goes downhill. So yes, yes, I'd say I see you at your worst. Yes, yes, definitely, you know. And uh, it's taking me a very good minute to get over it because, uh, you know, shit happens, you know. When it works, it works. When it does it, it does it. I don't know any other way to put it. Look, man, if y'all want to know the business, if you don't want to know the tease, just listen to my first to the first year of my podcast. All right. Literally, like probably the first 20 episodes. All right. Uh, what's the name of the episode? Doug's Greatest Regret. Yes. <laughs> yes. Says all you need to know. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Because if you it, it's shit, even if you want to listen to my old podcast, where it comes to wine glasses. <laughs> That ended so spicy. Go listen to like the last three episodes. Doug was a different man. The content was rich. (laughs) Sorry, Doug. You know what that's called? Growth. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it's called for the people out there. Oh, yes. It's definitely what we call growth. It's definitely what we call, um, yeah, man. You know, and uh, I don't, now I don't regret a motherfucking thing, but. I should have handled it better. Definitely. Um, I do. I definitely learned from that. And um, one thing that came to my mind uh, since we are going to talk about love and Valentine's Day is how basically women are the litmus test uh, for good music at the end of the day. Um, And mind you, none of the women that I've dated were like super like in the music like I am, but they've still put me on. So for example, I've been put on to this deep, deep brownstone cut, you know, a lot of brownstone, like that last relationship. She wasn't in the music like that, but she was definitely in the eighties R and B and brownstone was a nonstop cut for me, you know, Kel, you got a song that a woman has put you on that you just would not stop playing right now to this day? Oh, me and my wife have drastically different taste in music. Not not in a bad way necessarily, but that's probably the only way that our age difference comes out. So mm. my wife is super R&B'd out, like late 80s, 90s R&B. Um, she loves the bad boy, like hip hop shit and she just is an R&B head through and through and I'm always a rap nerd you know like so R&B is cool I love it but she like loves R&B to the point I heard something the other day I was like I don't even know what this is she was like singing it word for word I was like alright so she she goes down that rabbit hole quite often but a lot of that even you know I know in passing so I can't mm-hmm. be like, yo, you put me on to it. I didn't rock with it as much now, but that's because she controls the ox chords sometimes. Oh. You know, when, when we're here at the crib, uh, she got the Bluetooth hooked up to her phone and, and she's DJing sometimes. When I DJ, I just play like 2003 Saigon mixtapes. And like, Bro. And, and craziness. Bro, wait, no, wait, wait, no. As a matter of fact, <laughs> let's address that, y'all. So... <laughs> 
I met Kel through um through my last relationship. All right. And work. Her, we ended up working together. Yeah, and we ended up working together at the end of the day and we became really tight. That's how we really became friends, you know. But initially I met Kel through my last relationship through and um I remember <laughs> this was actually the night um, that I told her I loved her. Uh, <laughs> and me and it was I told her I loved her after I hung out with Kel, you know, and his then wife. And we was jamming, playing some good R and B. We was like, yeah, this is it. You know, all good heartbreak songs. And here goes Kel motherfucking ass playing some damn Joe Budden, you know, fucking up the whole vibes, you know what I'm saying? And then I was like, yo, my man's we was just playing some 112. Why are you throwing on this ultra depressing, you know? Baby, that's love songs. Yo, I, I didn't I didn't get it. I don't get it. I probably still won't get it, but whatever. You get know. it now. We go see what the breakdown is. Ooh, just, just you, you know. hey niggas, hey. <laughs> Call the tees yeah. right there, baby. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for the for the toxicity. All right, <laughs> you know. But um, I mean, honestly, the only thing that I've probably never listened to that like an ex put me onto was probably the girlfriend I had. Um, that I cheated on my ex-wife with, and then I had a girlfriend, uh, her, who I dated Ooh. briefly after that. Do you hear That's the it. tea? The, oh, oh, oh so we getting spicy? My early twenties. Okay, can we? Can we? I just need to know what spicy meter meter are we gonna go oh, on? Oh, full spicy. I mean, I'm honest. I came on here beyond. We we all we all family, right? We all kin folk. <laughs> I could be honest on this podcast. Yes, you um, can. This is yeah, a safe no, space. I'm an amazing husband now. I was a Ooh. shitty husband my first marriage, uh, which is cool. She wasn't great either. Fuck it. Spicy low. <laughs> so, I love it. We're just, we're just being honest. Um, yeah, nah, so the girlfriend I had after that, what she did put me on is she, her musical taste was very weird. She was like classically trained dancer type shit. But she listened to soundtracks all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And she put me on to, and it's gonna sound weird because it's not even shit like we'll listen to on this show or you, you'll listen to again. But like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises soundtracks are scored by Hans Zimmer. Mm. And classically, that shit is crazy. Um, and Hans Zimmer, to bring this full circle, also did the Inception, Inception soundtrack for Christopher Nolan and J it wasn't Jay, it was Joe Budden. Joe Budden raps. If you just YouTube it, go to Joe Budden Inception. And he raps over one of the Hans Zimmer classical beats from Inception. And the shit is amazing. And he also raps over Requiem of a Dream, which is Hans Zimmer yep. production on that. And Everybody, everybody's done that though. Both I of those, it. listen, both of those freestyles, if people don't know, it's Hans Zimmer. I didn't know until she put me up on game from these soundtracks. So now I always peep soundtracks, see what's going on. Obviously, we opened up with the Black Messiah soundtrack and all that stuff. That's something I really wasn't open to and like diving into soundtracks mm-hmm. before I kind of got with her. But that relationship was brief. My listening of soundtrack music is brief. So it fits, it, it goes together. It's perfect. It's anonymous, but that's that's probably the only thing 
uh, X has put me onto, like everything else, everything else I was on already. Like I grew up in in music and hip hop and R and B, so it's not every day someone will put me up. Hell got a shiny suit, y'all. Yo, <laughs> bad boy, bad boy, baby. Uh, yeah, so it was. I was on that, unless it's some West Coast shit. Again, my wife puts me up on some West Coast shit that I've never heard. Yeah, you're super East Coast. It's super sickening. East Coast. Like, before I came to the West Coast for, like, high school and school, like, I missed a lot of shit. Uh, I remember when people, not, like, women, but people first put me up on Mac Dre. Uh, like, I was like, oh, okay, this shit is kind of wavy. 90s E-40. Yes. I heard E-40, like, I knew of E-40. But I was like, okay, let me see what, what this is about. I always listen to Too Short because he was on, what, Life After Death? Yeah. So I went and found Too Short. Um, so I knew about Too Short. I was like, oh, 40 could spit just like this. Um, man, yeah. All that pimp shit from the 90s too? Fire. So I listened. My crash course in West Coast music came after. And my wife still adds to that with some West Coast R&B type shit. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like... I like uh... You know, sticking on the soundtrack themes, um, I'm, I, I couldn't think of the name of the song that it, uh, that she put me on to, but now I just found it. Um, this was off of the Wu soundtrack, uh, not Wu Tang Clan, but like literally the movie called <laughs> Wu. Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was a brownstone song called "Searching for Your Love." You know, the last joint my wife surprised me with, now you, you rang a bell, was a song by another bad creation, ABC. Ooh. I was like, yo, I forgot this group. One, I forgot that they had a run as like teenagers and not just little, little kids. Mm-hmm. So she played some shit the other day. I don't even know what song it is. She'll probably listen to this show and be like, how do you not remember the name? To the like, yo, I don't even remember the name. That shit was hot. Ooh. That's just one of the recent joints. She was like, "You don't know nothing about this." And I'm like, "Yo, get the hell out of here!" But I, I mean, it's a song I probably hadn't heard in forever. So she was right. <laughs> hey man, look, uh, you gotta thank women sometimes, even though we, even though it's a never-ending battle for the ox cord, you gotta thank them eventually, you know. So I thank you. Look, y'all, I always say this, man. If I got beef with you, I'm going to say your name. If I don't, it's cool. All right? I do. That's how I do it in the night. Look, that's what I grew up on. I always say I'm part of the last generation of real niggas. You know what I'm saying? All right? Because I remember when they was talking shit on MySpace and then getting stomped out in second period. All right? That's all. Look. But Doug doesn't do any of that, man. All right? I'm corny. I wear glasses, I grow my hair out, I live in Denver, I shop at Whole Foods, and now I just reflect and, you know, think about my times, you know, <laughs> as a young kid, because, um, yeah, Valentine's Day weekend, I haven't celebrated it since I was in my last relationship, you know, and um, 
Yeah, that was definitely my worst heartbreak, you know. Getting left on, like, okay, so how'd it go? It went, her birthday was two days before Valentine's Day. Three days. Yeah. It was before Valentine's Day. So it was, I was so broke that week. Kelly, remember how broke I was that week? Because I was riding dirty, all right? Because I got pulled over by the popo. And the popo was like, yo, them tags, my my guy. My, <laughs> what's, up with, what's up with them tags, all right? And then they put a traffic warrant out on me. A tra- traffic, traffic, not criminal, all right? Y'all, y- it's a shame that I know the difference between the two. But, you know. <laughs> It wasn't that bad, but in the eyes of other people, I was a criminal, you know, but I was saving my money and I spent a lot of money. We went out to like a expensive restaurant. It wasn't that expensive. It was actually mildly cheap for the strip. I'll say that. And then we did like, um, what was it? Like a dance class on Valentine's day. And, uh, I remember I took, I took the day off for work for that day. And um, <laughs> that following Monday, I, I got like, I was told that my contract would not be renewed. And I was like, <gasps> and then literally that Friday, no, the following week. Yeah. From Monday to Monday, seven days in a matter of seven days. She's like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. You know, while I was going through all that stress, you know, which I will not go into details for. Just listen to Doug's Only Regret. All right. And if you really want to dig deep into Red Cousin Wide Glasses, there are still some episodes leaking on the Internet. It's a, it's crazy. I thought me and Nikki got rid of them all, but there are still some out there in the interwebs. But, you know, Kel knows the story. Kel, you remember that time? Remember the when you had calmed down a bit uh the one thing that you were really a stickler about was how dare you break up with me after your birthday and after valentine's day i can't save this damn money (laughs) (laughs) and uh (laughs) you were not happy about it which in retrospect 10 days earlier would have allowed you to save the money but, uh, no, 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 no. I was still, I still had a good savings plan, Kel. I still had oh, a good. You yeah. could your shit up real quick after that. Yes. But it was the principle. This is what you always told me. You looked at me. I was like, yo, Doug, you could. It's the principle. And you, <laughs> I was like, all right. So now I'll flip it on you in case you forgot. It was the principle. It was the principle. And you were, you were tight. But I thought that was. Oh, it's crazy. I thought that was the Valentine's Day that you got the room on the strip. And there was no, that no- wasn't the Valentine's Day. That wasn't the Valentine's Day. That was like January. That was that was like when shit was, you know. Yeah. Shit was and still. there was there was no appreciation for the room. <laughs> Y'all, I, I got the blank face on. All right. <laughs> I got the blank look. And I felt bad. I really did. Because the room, I, the room wasn't shitty. It was just like they was doing construction, you know, right next door. So you heard the construction and everything. So I got it. I got it. But you know, I thought that the time alone, you know what I'm saying, would deepen the connection. Psych. <laughs> It was one of those, uh, the thought that counts, but not really. No. <laughs> yeah. Now there was no appreciation for that. 
It's all right. You were romantic back in the day, dog. Now, now I'm heartless. Is that what you're telling me? Am I, am I, am I, am I heartless? Listen, if if for any reason you are listening to this podcast and are thinking about giving Doug a chance as you know a romantic interest, he still got it in him. I'm just, I'm just saying, he may not have shown that the past couple of years. He's storing it up. Look, 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 I, I, t- I tell, this is what I tell, uh, this is what I've told women, um, you know, in my newfound singledom, all right? When I'm all in, I'm all in, God damn it, all right? I'll go, I'll go out the way, I'll be patient, I'll do all that stuff, you know, but I have to learn, I had to learn how to guard my heart, okay? <laughs> all right, you can't give it to them all, all right? All right, you can't put, you can't give a hundred percent to somebody who who won't even give you fifty, you know, <laughs> who won't even give you fifty. And I ain't even talking about just one person in general. I see my homies do it. I've seen my my female friends do it. But Kel, what is the worst heartbreak that you've been through? Like looking back now, mm-hmm. um, shit, it's probably. When I was with my wife, who I'm with now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when me and my wife broke up for like six weeks um, before I got into news, I was like supposed to get a job at Fox Sports and went through like this whole interview process. And I was so hyped to get this shit. And then like the last second, they pulled the rug out from under me and I didn't get it. And it sent me into like this super fuckboy tailspin. Mm. And then, uh, I don't know how I don't know how hoes know, but none, <laughs> none, none, none know. It's like some type of bat signal for for hoes and like fake hoes, not even real hoes. Like fake hoes, women would be like, "I ain't no hoe. I got my own man. Oh, I'm uppity." But they surely pop right up when they they see you like wanting to be a fuckboy. Oh. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Again, we're not naming names, so I could call her an uppity hoe. Popped up. Um, yeah, try to coerce me into some things. I fell prey to the coercion and me being a fuck boy, being stupid, of course got caught, which was the greatest thing that ever happened. And so, yeah, we broke up for a second and that heartbreak, that shit had me like, Usher, let it burn playing. Mm. I'm just in the shower. Like, you know, shit is real when you're taking a shower, but you sitting down, like you taking a bath. And the the water just hitting you for the long. So I'm like sitting in the tub, but the shower water is like hitting me. And this shit looked like a 90s R&B video. And it was just nothing but Boyz II Men and Usher confession album. And it was was all bad. So yeah, that was like the come to Jesus moment. Um, Yeah, I I will never cheat again. Haven't cheated again. Um, Haven't interacted with these hoes since they ain't shit out here dog <laughs> look, so get, get you a nice woman to settle down look, no, but, uh, not really so yeah that was probably the biggest heartbreak which still sounds shitty it makes me sound like a scumbag that you know i went through a full-blown ass divorce of someone who i have three kids with and started dating when i was 16 and dated for i think nine years when we got divorced and yeah that's not the biggest heartbreak that's probably like that divorce probably saved my life so, no, I don't even look at that as a bad. 
I tell I tell people all the time. I use you as a uh, as a success story, Kel. I really do. Whenever these uh, <laughs> bitter young women, you know, <laughs> want to talk about, you know. How dudes be cheating and stuff. And I'm like, well, I know a guy. I got a really good friend, you know, um, who's cheated and he's never looked back since, you know, since then. You know, I was like, what's the what's the deal? And I always tell him the other part about your first wife, uh, which I think is the funniest shit that you've ever told me. You said the only the best thing that she ever gave uh, that she ever told me to do to convince me to do was to get was to get a vasectomy. <laughs> I, I, that is the greatest. That is the greatest line. That's the greatest quote. <laughs> like after you, <laughs> for the sake of honesty, again, people think like everyone hits their like, "Yo, I'm gonna be single" phase. You don't know how great that phase is when you can't get somebody pregnant. Boy, you feel like a fucking superhero. <laughs> All right. All right. This is where we start losing the demo. No. <laughs> no, but like it, it was, yeah, yeah. So no, she did me a, she did me a solid. It allowed me to focus on me. I had the kids. That shit was great. Best thing she gave me. But I'm glad I can be like that cautionary tale to people. Like, yeah, don't be an idiot like him. In keeping with the conversation from the show, mm-hmm. Hove did that. So hopefully you don't got to go through that. Ooh! Come on, baby. Like this... This is what it's about. Like, yeah, nah, cheating is not cool. I just didn't know that, like, you could be in a relationship and not cheat. That shit sounds stupid. No, 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 Carol. Look, it doesn't sound... Come on, look. I tell people this all the time. Um, We've... We normalize toxic, you know, and cheating behavior so much because it's what we know, it's what we see. You know what I'm saying? So, no... No, man, don't do that. Don't look. I'm gonna ride for you, all right. If y'all riding for Chloe shaking ass, I'm riding for this uh, reformed cheating ass nigga, all right. Black men don't cheat. That's it. In a discussion, man. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> I got you, man. See, that's that's real though. Like some real shit. Like I don't know. Like everyone I knew cheated. You know, like every relationship, everyone was doing dirty, dirty shit. Not even just guys. Like. The women were cheating. Everybody was just over fucking cheating. So it took me a long time to realize, like, yo, cheating is not normal. And then, yeah, then, you know, I'm in the midst, hopefully, of a, a very long run of a fairy tale. So, like, nah, I don't, I don't got to cheat. Like, I'm good. I got my wife, all this stuff. Like, only thing that could fuck us up is health-wise. Like, outside of that, we rocking forever. Uh, you know, like, I'm trying to stay Rona-free. Maybe I'm trying to stay here. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, outside that, like, it's, it's real shit. That's Valentine's Day love. That's that Joe Button love. Ooh. Like, listen, you listen to Joe Button, you know some fucked up shit. You'd be like, I can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's that's one thing I learned. And you, again, you you be throwing me under the bus. Like, I might have told you some fucked up shit to do in the past. But no, all, no. Of it, <laughs> all of it, all of it is for a good reason. No, girl. It all gets you to where you should be. No, Kel. No. Yes. That relationship had fucked me up so fucking bad. All right. Literally. And I'm not even just putting it on her. I'm talking about me, too, because I was young and naive. That shit fucked me up so bad. Literally, Kel, answer this question. Did I do everything I could to, to keep that thing going? 
Outside of, outside of, outside of showing up in front of the damn job like you told me to do, right? You said, Doug, if you're going through it, just show up at a job. I was doing, I was doing a lot. People was giving me advice. Doug, you know, be patient, be cool, be aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Be on your shit. I felt like I did everything I possibly ever could. You know. Yeah, I, I will give you that. She she didn't want who you were. She wanted who you could be. <sighs> Bars. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, no matter what you did in the moment, probably wouldn't have been good enough <sighs> to get to the person she had in her head. <sighs> so now, two years later, you probably, you're now you're closer to that person, but she wasn't waiting to anyway. So. It is what it is. Wasn't waiting a month, but uh, no, she <laughs> she ain't give you a week. Kale, <laughs> Kale, seven days. All right, seven, seven, seven days. I feel like right. that's a Craig David song somewhere. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven, seven days. All right. Cold all. Look, look, look. But I honestly, I hold no ill will uh, towards it. But it messed me up so bad that I didn't even want to talk to a female for a solid year after that. All right. Because I knew good and damn well what would happen if I did. All right. It would be little dugs running around or, you know, my thing would be itching, you know. So I thank her. <laughs> and I thank you. You know, I thank everybody, all parties involved. All right. I do. Honestly, man. That's what we call growth. All right. And um, fellas. Never settle for somebody who wants you just for your potential. Just going to say that. If they want you, they should want you for who you are at that moment. And that's all I got to say about that, man. But, you know, back to the music. Let's get back to the music. All right. Because Kel, you know, he's talking about how he's in a fairy tale. He's talking about how he's in love now and how he'll never cheat again. So, Kel, give me the go-to song that you and your wife, you know, play. Love song-wise? Yes. Um, man, that's, yeah, that's tough. I mean, our wedding song, and this is, oddly enough, because of me, not because of her. Mm. Kel uh, was a groomzilla, y'all. I just want you to know that. Oh, the worst. Kel Kel was a groomzilla. Yeah, yeah, and I'll admit it, I don't even care. Yeah, I did it, so what? (laughs) Um, Now, Alanis Morissette, Head Over Feet, is our wedding song. It Mm. I am a huge Jagged Little Pill fan by Alanis Marset. I think it's it's my favorite album of all time. Um, Illmatic is second on my list. So that tells you how much I really like Jagged Little Pill. So that was our wedding song. But like just on some real everyday romance shit, you know, low key, our album for like romance mm-hmm. is Tr- Tremaine, that album. Songs album. Like that's the one album where he's really not like some wild Playboy type shit. Mm-hmm. So um on that album, I joined his number one fan. And mm-hmm. that's like some real good like couple shit, especially like for someone with ambition, someone who does what we do. Like to have like a song where like someone listens to every one of your podcasts, they with you, they'll buy your merch. 
Like, <laughs> not like number one fan. Like, yo, these groupie hoes ain't number one fans. Like, I'm your number one fan. Like, that's a really good song by Trey Song. Some um, sad-ass song in that album is Break From Love. Like, we can try to listen to that, but that's like the saddest, like, breakup song Trey got. Mm. So Trey got some joints. Um, and then everything else in the 90s R&B. But I go with that Trey Song's number one fan. That album was really good and, and super underrated by Trey Song. I see. I see. I never. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship where I had a go-to song. Oh well, no, that Brownstone song was it. But that was at the very, very tail end. It was too late. Because, <laughs> like you said, Kill, this shit couldn't have been salvaged by then. <laughs> nah, nah. It was. It was over. You were trying though. Okay. You were trying. I maybe she was trying. I don't. I don't know. Fam. Look, the, the the best way that I looked at it is is that everybody did what they could, no matter how much we didn't like each other's effort. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It sounds like there's a Janae Aiko song out there somewhere for you guys. <laughs> That's what like all her music revolves around, right? Like, yes. I don't hate you, but we ain't together. Like, <laughs> no, there was a time where I've hated her. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I'm human. Like, yeah, I'm sure she was playing like that. I sent it back to the streets song a lot recently. But but it, I also want to say this, y'all. Kel held me down. All right. In terms of defending me in that in that breakup. Kel held it down. All right. Now now granted. Um I will admit that I was very, very, I was acting like I was 100% 26 years old. All right. I was, I was acting like I was 25, 26. I will own that shit. You know what I'm saying? But Kel held it down for a brother. Listen, man, in the moment, sometimes you feel like it's just happening to you. Two years later, my case, almost a decade later from being divorced, you realize that it's just Ordinary love shit. Shit, yes, nigga. Yes, nigga. Yes, nigga. So without further ado, without further ado, the song that we are going to break down for this episode is an absolute classic. And when I mean classic, I mean classic, my niggas. All right? Like, you get yourself in those feels, and you don't know what's going on, you know? You, you're trying to figure out, are you crazy for loving her? Should you have loved her? Did you really need to love her from the beginning? Like, why did I even meet this girl? You know? And, and now, all I have to say is, just ordinary love shit, man. So without further ado, I brought Kelly here because he's my Joe Budden expert. You know, Jay, Jay Bug is my Chloe and Halle expert, and Kel is my Joe Budden expert. And so we're going to break down a song called Ordinary Love Shit Part 3. So what do you think is happening with this escort? I just no, know you, that you, know, you have one, a bunch of ideas. <laughs> and that part is apparent. I don't know exactly. So, I don't know exactly what's happening. But I know that whatever what do you it think? is, is completely inappropriate for you to be doing while you're in a So you don't know what's happening. Of course I don't know. I'm not physically there. But to whatever see is whatever happening. Is, something is. Something definitely is something happening, is. right? Do you hear the toxic conversation? 
Do you hear that? Did you did you hear what he's going through? He's literally Oh God. Dismissive Joe is a great Joe. You know? <laughs> but matter of fact, let's turn this up. I finally found a passion I lacked before. Can't believe I didn't catch you under the act before. I mean, I voiced my complaints that when ignored. A few things you felt that you was too attractive for. Cause anything out your mouth said that you ain't wanna hurt. Let a lifestyle we live, but you ain't wanna work. So I'd sit you down and say it's getting out of hand. While you shoot down a idea, busy, worried about a brand. But your baby dad said all that shit that was trite. How you was married, requesting dick pics from life. Though it all seems shady. Maybe I was crazy, I ignored my gut feeling. Nah, nah. My babe, accusing me, but pretending yourself. I couldn't catch it. Too busy defending myself. Or was I wrong not seeing a life without you or taking anything that you said at face value? You packed up and left, dude. I was so glad. Should have questioned how you easily became a nomad. If I could do it all again, it wouldn't have happened so fast. And it burst with every line jotted in this note. Pat, the first you resembled my twin. Fast forward, you gave me identical twins, but then you lost it. Honestly, that murk my soul, cause though we wasn't trying to have one, we got off the birth control. And we was right back at it, fucking like addicts, while you was disrupting what was seeming like a marriage. You never got embarrassed, interrogating me, but that was just Yaris. All right, 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 folks, all right, folks, all right. That's that's when toxic gets more toxic. All right, because that's when it's about to go to another level. All right, when we start dropping names, you know. So, ordinary love shit, part three from Joe Buck. Right, we got one, two, three, and four. And like you said, one and two was for y'all, three was for him. And the story behind this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kill, but the story behind this song was literally just Joe in the studio, you know, cause Joe's an R&B head and he was just playing this Frank Ocean Novocaine and then engineer just looped it and inspiration, <laughs> magic, <laughs> just started- Marks on the boards. It started flowing off the fingertips, you know? I'll, get, I, I'll give him credit. He's one of the only people who will name names, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was three months after his breakup with Esther Baxter. Yes. So it wasn't like fresh off the breakup either, but it shows you kind of like we were just talking about how introspective you can be and how much clarity you gain with time. Mm. So this was no emotions left involved. Mm. It was, these are the facts. This is what happened. You're, you're not in that love fog anymore where you can look at it and be like, you know what? This shit wasn't my fault. That's this song. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I've, uh, during my time where I've really been um, studying uh, relationships and relationship patterns, you know, breaking old habits and stuff. And it's this lady who basically gets up, this woman, she gets upset She's like relationship there. She gets upset with men who constantly blame themselves for the end, right? Because let's just let's just be honest. It's always going to be the dude's fault, no matter what, right? It always is. That's just how it is. But she said, y'all got to start holding these women accountable as well, you know. And that's how you start getting over, and that's how you start venting. And Joey, I'm not 
Mike. My guy. My guy. Are we okay? Are we okay? Yeah. It's like, I feel for him. I really, really feel for Joe because he doesn't have. <laughs> I just feel like he's been through so much shit. You know, don't you feel like he's been through a lot with these breakups? Because he's not just mentioning Esther Baxter in this song. He's also talking about the one with the biggest booty, you know, Tahiri. But we'll jump into that later, man. So let me just, Kel, when's the first time you heard this song? I heard it the day after it was released. I was on Twitter and the shit almost broke Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> because like at this point, you can't listen to the Frank Ocean song without thinking of this. Nope. And Esther came out and it was a huge, like, hubba-baloo. And, you know, Joe is never innocent on his end. So she started telling stories and whatever may have been. But, yeah, it was just crazy that the entire Black Twitter was on it. And Joe doesn't back down from the truth. Because that was, God... Yeah, because that was also the continuation of, um, you know, the lifelong uh, rumor bad stick that Joe has, which is, you know, him being, <laughs> you know, the assaulter, you know, Mr. Domestic Violence, you yeah, know. It's not a rumor. He puts his hands on women. Like, it's it's a horrible well, thing. Well, I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he hasn't because he clearly says that he has, but you know, just the whole part of him, you know how it goes. You stretch the truth, all right? You you get sprinkles and then all of a sudden you got king cake out of nowhere, you know. (laughs) That's the way I always look at it. And the first time I heard this song had to have been it had to have been that year is when he performed it on Sway. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. he performed it on Sway in the morning. And I was just like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> you know? <laughs> because, because, I'm sorry. I really, you know, try to stay away from all that. Let me tell you the story about my relationship on Twitter type shit. It's just, it just doesn't sit right with my spirit and soul at all. I think the, most fondest memory I have of Joe is uh, when him and Tahiri arguing on Angela Yee's lip service. You know what I'm saying? Classic, <laughs> classic, classic, classic. That was that was that was when you know viral was going viral. You know, Joe's the king of you know viral um, behavior. So that was the first time that I heard um, that song. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I need to, I need to, I need to, to hear some more of this, man. Because from here, from where I left off is now when he's starting to get very spicy. You know what Super I'm saying? spicy. So let's, let's just take a listen. Wifey, don't understand that it's not a game. Can you imagine my surprise when the cops came? Handcuff me, you press charges. But I made bail, it's just heartless. Can't smash my laptop on the wall and then think I wasn't gonna react. Scratch that, I mean, you can't call my mom like in a crash. You just spot what up when I'm a son and you just lock me up away. This is when it really gets deep. Judge says she get control of the house for a week. Ooh. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Kel, you're my insider. Can, can, can you please break that down for me? Yeah, so this is where Esther's story and Joe's story doesn't match. So the incident occurred. She accused him of cheating. <laughs> it's crazy because he'd be like, if that was just Yaris, if you listen to a different um, OLS, OLS4, but a lot of his friends are women and she thought he was hiding things on his laptop. So she takes his laptop trying to go through it. He says it's for work. And then this is where she says he hit her. He said he was getting the laptop away and like kind of yoked her up a little bit, like grabbed her arms. So she had bruises on her arms. Um, so she threw the laptop and then he said he picked it up. He went to calm down. Cops showed up. So I feel like there's a little missing in translation. It's probably in the middle of the two stories as we listen to that. But I mean, again, Joe puts himself in these situations, but he's open enough to tell you about these situations. So he doesn't run and hide from it. It's just, you know, unfortunate that I think it's come out now she has like fertility issues, but at the time he, she's pregnant while he does this and it leads to more toxicity in a relationship. Cause now instead of just feeling like you're killing a relationship, he goes on to say he's personally he feels personally responsible for her having these miscarriages and not having their kids. Ooh, let's continue, shall we? Cause the plot thickens. Found a restraining order so she couldn't come near me. The fuck else I do but go right back to Tahiri. I'm sleeping on her couch, not discussing shit. Staying at the fattest ass, not fucking it. There's too much gold that is being spilled. All right, wait. So now since he can't stay at home, he go back goes back to the ex. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all done it. Look, man, Issa did it and insecure. That's all I gotta say. Some of us go back to an ex. Some of us go on a lunch date with the person who works next to the news station. A lot of people choose to do different things when they're ailing from a relationship. Well, hot damn. <laughs> well, hot damn. Well, let's continue. Shit. I guess despite anything that she showed me, it felt good to be around a bro that really knows me. I missed all the arguing and yapping. Percocets and muscle relaxes in a napkin. Can't believe that it happened. I lost my unborn daughter when we fought. I'm thinking I killed Aspen. And that's when I thought that we'd be dead a while. All this drama, all this stress, all this physical confrontation, verbal shit. And he ends up losing the baby. They both do, man. Kev, I, I gotta know. I gotta know. When you heard this part, would you, would you say like that's your favorite part? Because that was my favorite part in the whole song. Because that's when, that's when I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? Like, he's losing babies? You know what I'm saying? He's putting his hands on women and he's losing them. He's losing kids. Yeah, this this is the part of the song where it gets uncomfortable. My favorite part comes a little later because mm. I, I love what a woman gets her comeuppance. But <laughs> this part is definitely the uncomfortable part of the song where it's like, damn. And then like to say something that personal because it's weird. You don't talk, you don't hear guys talk about 
the effects of miscarriages and lost children. So like the pain that's in those lyrics, like, damn. And then the line, and that's when I thought we'd be dead a while, but we decided to reconcile. Like the double one talk, like, shit. And you go right back into it and you're just like, this isn't a good way to build a relationship <laughs> like at all. Yo. Like, they take no break, no breathing room. Oh, it's tough. Not at all. Not at all. Let's let's get back into it, man. Oof. But we decided to reconcile. So hung over from love and whatnot. How could you not expect us to take another shot? But during all this time, we don't live together. Stupid me thought you'd go and get your shit together. You know, get a job off acting. Your career seems you pursued the shit for a year from right here. And it appears, along with all the yelling and the screaming, we both at the table, but my side is leaning. But rather than end it, we tried to mend it. Fuck being a couple, let's work on a friendship. But then it got weird, I was stunned from that You took it to a place where there was no coming back Off my last breakup, I was able to stomach that Two weeks removed and you fucking with a running back Life is in shambles, disguised as a damsel Lies are a handful, bouncing off of Different guys looking scrambled, despise how it was handled But when you ain't got a dime, why not decide to gamble? Said you being a- Oh, 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 oh So Here's what I've learned from this man, honestly. Uh, I hate to say this, but I honestly learn from his mistakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I know that's the intention. You know, that's what, you know, they say. A smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from others. But Jesus Christ, it makes me, when I hear this, when I get when I get to that part of the song, it really makes me sad. Not for Joe and not for Esther, but for black couples, you know what I'm saying, who really don't know how to be in a relationship. You know. It's it's like you said, Kel, you know, beforehand, how you um how everybody around you grew up cheating. You know what I'm saying? So you just thought that's the normal thing to do. And for me, it was everybody. It was not a real relationship unless y'all had a big ass fight. All right. Like, a, like the police used to come to my crib because my parents, you know, was getting at it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if we're talking about that last relationship that I was in. Um, I told myself I wasn't going to do, do any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I just knew the end result and that basically ended being like my parents being divorced and, um, <laughs> and now none of us live in Chicago. My, my dad lives right out two hours outside the city. My mom lives in Dallas and I live in Denver. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the part, you know, of the song where it starts hitting a chord with me. Because I'm just like, yo, I'm not saying that white people don't go through shit, you know, but you don't never hear, you know, you, you never hear it get that bad. What about you, Kel? Like, how does this make you feel just about relationships in general? Now, nah, the, the part of it that we just passed that really struck the chord with me, and it's because I had a breakup this way, is the two weeks removed and you fucking with a running back. Like he goes on to name names, like you said before, but 
it shows you like when you really care for someone and when you're in love and you think that it could still be salvaged on one end, on your end, but you're just like, all right, we're just going to, you know, take a break, become friends and rebuild this. We're going to start over is what people say, but they're talking to someone. Yo, I'm talking to someone already a week later. And it's just like, all right, shit's looking funny in the light. Like you just don't talk to someone or start hooking up with someone if they weren't already present while our relationship, even though on the rocks, was still our relationship. So I've had to listen. My ex-wife worked at a call center, fam. I don't gotta say anything more than that. She she was the queen of this. So while I was doing my part to understand, but she it appeared innocent on the outside on her end. And instead of two weeks removed and you fucking with a running back, it was like two weeks removed and you fucking with a call center supervisor. Like I, I've, I've been through that two weeks of like, yo, wait, we just really, and you already sleeping with this dude? Like, yeah, this, this was going on beforehand. Mm. 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 Matter of fact, let's bring that part back, huh? Let's, let's do that. Let's do that for the fans. Get a job off acting your career. Seems you pursued the shit for a year from right here. And it appears along with all the yelling and the screaming. We both at the table, but my side is leaning. But rather than end it, we tried to mend it. Fruck being a couple, let's work on a friendship. But then it got weird. I was stunned from that. You took it to a place where there was no coming back. Off my last breakup, I was able to stomach that. Two weeks removed and you fucking with a running back. Life is in shambles, disguised as a damsel. Y'all, look, all I gotta say is, man, is that accountability is a motherfucker, all right? <laughs> That's all I gotta say, man. That's all I gotta say. I feel like a lot of guys have been forced to tell every single details, but never the women, you know? So I, I understand both sides. I just wish that it didn't have to get so public and ugly, man. And he's keeping, <laughs> and he's keeping his brand strong let's continue lies are a handful bouncing off of different guys looking scrambled despise how it was handled but when you ain't got a dime why not decide to gamble said you'd be in la doing business i'm thinking that's great i can't falter said you'd be with jennifer the whole time but you probably didn't think that i would call her she said she ain't seen you since you landed and for days she's been blowing up your phone like a stalker and all i could do is laugh at myself as i thought wise old girl sucking off Derek ward for said we was making it right but you couldn't was on the phone i said skype but you wouldn't the puzzle starts coming together and it's brutal won't skype gmail chat won't over the whole time i'm noticing you acting unusual and i can't figure out who the fuck you being true to said the wi-fi was down in the telly but you ain't say you was at hotel his house looking like a groupie or maybe i misunderstood when you said y'all two was making a movie looking at the shit pal i stepped in again and to top it off your whole ass Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! It's getting real. It's getting personal. It's hurting. It's hurting. That's pain. It's hurting. It's hurting. So, y'all. He just named a name. Alright. Or Derek Ward caught. He just caught a stray out of nowhere. Derek Ward. Derek Ward. 
backup he was, New York Giants running back, Derek Ward. <laughs> and he wasn't. And he wasn't even that good. But Jesus Christ, man! He wasn't even the starter, baby. Ahmad <laughs> Bradshaw was starting for us at the time. <laughs> Derek Ward was the backup. You know how much that hurts? She cheated on you with a backup running back. Oh man. Oh man. So this is the part where we were also talking about beforehand, Carol, about trying to save the relationship, you know, but it just ends up being a one-sided thing. You know what I'm saying? That shit hurts like a motherfucker. I know it hurt. I know it hurt for me. You know what I'm saying? And I know plenty of men, you know, because I always am under the belief that the relationship is over probably about two weeks before it act before you actually you know before it becomes official you know and even longer than that because you know uh after my previous breakup old girl basically told me that she was checked out three months before the shit actually ended and i was like three months are you fucking you know i was just like I was I was working my ass off, you know what I'm saying? But that's just how it is at the end of the day, you know. And uh yeah, man. Yeah. That's just a motherfucker, dog. Listen, we just getting spicy. You gotta let it run. It's oh, super spicy. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know, it's just you you don't know when Joe's gonna slow down. No. This but he doesn't even hit. He, yeah. it, it's a full spread. His, his gas isn't even off the pedal. All right, he's flooring it. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, okay. All right, I'm sorry, y'all. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Oh, it's, okay. I know I'm to keep stopping. I, I I hate it when I do that. All right, let me bring it back and let me calm down. Just enjoy the song. All right. Pregnant again, not again. I've been through the world, so I suck it up. It's less about the lie, more about the cover up. So you bust it, but you adding to the friction because you deny it all, but you do it with conviction. So you talking to me real disparaging. So what attitude coming off arrogant? If I wanted a trophy wife, then you could be. But all it looked like is that you written out pussy. Less about you, nah, you ain't the one. You grown, you got choices. I'm worried about your son. That's what got me up being an insomniac. Little nigga can't control how his mommy act. As for me, I'm trying to flush you out my system. So I counter by filming all my sexual encounters. Mentally not there while I'm screwing. And I only keep going because that's what you're doing. When a trustee has done, has it possible? Enough to put a weak nigga in a hospital. Staring at one ex talking about another. But this one would kill if it meant I wouldn't suffer. But she taking little shots, I'm getting ridiculed. Cause all she complained about, I went and did with you. Said she knew it wouldn't last when I lived with you. She not your type, she ain't got the right hips for you. So you try to take something for pain, it don't work. You still feel it all and overcame, don't. Look, all I'm gonna say is, man. If there is one thing that relationships have given me is anxiety. All right. And this man is talking about, <laughs> and this man is talking about, you know, putting the, going to a mentally ill hospital. Are we talking about manipulation by chance? Are we, are, are, are we talking about, no, you crazy. What are you talking about? Or is, is that what we're talking about? Or am I just tripping? Just let me know if I'm tripping, Kel. Mentally, physically. 
physically sick. Like you, if you ever had heartbreak when you physically sick, so you could put a man in a hospital. So I counter by filming all my sexual encounters, mentally not there while I'm screwing. I only keep going because that's what you're doing. Yo, and it's, it, he's not even in his head. He's just trying to prove to himself like, yo, she cheated on me with one person. I got to smash like 10 to even feel good about myself. That's the most man shit you get. That's, that's masculine, toxic masculinity in a jar. It's like, yo, you slept with one guy. I got to smash everything moving to feel better about myself. And it still doesn't work. Bro, all I got to say is this, man. Um, that behavior is what I ran from for my last uh, break, heartbreak. Because I knew that's exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> I knew I was going to... Because in my mind, while I was wrestling with the heartbreak, it was, no, Doug really take this time to grieve, you know what I'm saying? And um, process your emotions. And the other side of me was saying, no, you should be the fuck nigga that she thinks you are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is, let's just be real, you know? Yep. You should be the fuck ass dude that she thinks you are, all right? You know what I'm saying? Because, um, but eventually, if we're being real, all of my breakups, it's never, uh, it's always ended with them being afraid with, cause she did say some fucked up shit at the end, but, but she took it all back. Why? Because it wasn't true. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and literally the last situations that have ended with me has been um, at a point where now they just, yeah, even her, even when we like finally, finally ended things for good, for good, it's always been one common thing that women have said to me at the very end. You know what that is, Kel? I'll tell you, Kel, since you asked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they say, Doug, you don't deserve that. It's not fair for you. Of course, that, you know, is also very confusing, you know, for somebody because it's like, well, damn, if I'm giving you everything that you've ever asked for and wanted, you know. Now I can't get what I deserve, you know, but what do I deserve? You know, it's very, it's very as deep. What do I deserve? Well, well what do I deserve? Fuck. You just fucked me up in the head again. I think I've, I've grown. I think that I am a very, uh, I wouldn't say clear. I know exactly what it is that I want. You know, I've never really questioned that until <laughs> that time. It was the only time that I've truly ever questioned shit, you know, it was really bad because the person that you're with, you should feel comfortable with enough to explore <laughs> your questions, your innermost thoughts, you know what I'm saying? And not feel bad. I used to feel bad for being in love, Kel. I used to feel like it was a fucking crime, you know what I'm saying? But now I realize that it wasn't, you know, <laughs> that it wasn't bad and, um, that I ended up falling for someone's representative on more than one occasion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> more than one, you know, with another person, you know what I'm saying? Last, last situation that I was in, I was literally falling, but I've learned from my previous mistake and was like, mm -mm, something's up. Slow down. <laughs> something, <laughs> something is up. I can feel it in my bones. I will not be embarrassed again. 
Because, <laughs> because I don't know if you remember, Kel, but at the end of everything that happened in Vegas, or when I was told that, uh, yeah, when everything finally came down to the open, the end of the relationship, the end of the job, and he was like, well, Doug, as, at least you got old girl. At least she's, she'll be there with you on your, by your side. And I was like, I fucking can't stand it. <laughs> I was like, I am fucking pissed. And I went out on a date literally a week later after that. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, I sure did. did. <laughs> because, because I just remember saying, I've given her everything that she's wanted and everything that women have asked for. So fuck this. I'm going to find somebody who, you know, who wants it then. You know, bad move. It didn't, it, y'all, it didn't really last. All right, let's... Let's just say that it was a what can I say a uh, a good time, not a long time. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. What about how does that like whole situation? You know, this makes you think of like, especially at this part of the song. Where's your mind at? Where's your head at? My mind is because I know what's coming next, and this next eight bars is some of the realest shit ever written on wax. And the conversation and him detailing the conversation when he knows it's over, the chick is cheated and he talks to Tahiri, who is just his ex. Like they, they've gone through, but she has known him since the start of it. And having to be real with her is one of the best like pieces of dialogue, not alone in, not just in the song, but in hip hop and this shit is so real. So I'm thinking about what's coming next. I'm ready for it. So then let's go ahead and get at it. Let's bring it back a little bit so that we can bring it in full context. We'll just play it all the way through and just let it marinate on your mind, body, spirit, and soul. <laughs> if I wanted a trophy wife, then you could be. But all it looked like is that you written out pussy. Less about you, nah, you ain't the one. You grown, you got choices. I'm worried about your son. That's what got me up being an insomniac. Little nigga can't control how his mommy act. As for me, I'm trying to flush you out my system. So I counter by filming all my sexual encounters. Mentally not there while I'm screwing. And I only keep going because that's what you're doing. I'm trying to see how it's done. How's it possible? Enough to put a weak nigga in a hospital. Staring at one ex talking about another. But this one would kill if it meant I wouldn't suffer. But she's taking little shots. I'm getting ridiculed. Because all she complained about, I went and did with you. Said she knew it wouldn't last when I lived with you She not your type, she ain't got the right hips for you So you try to take something for pain, it don't work You still feel it all and overcame, don't work Nope, so we good, I don't let it get me down Not a pussy that good, nor a titty that round For anything to work, y'all trust is a must And I learned, gotta let a mutt be with a mutt So I did that bitch, you know the shit's been over Some situations don't end without clothes She's not your type. She don't got the right hips for you. How did your ex say it? Like, oh, she knew it was going to fail. Like, oh, you got the slim bottom chick. Like, you're not even, you don't even like that. That's (laughs) That's such a real fucking comment right there. And man, and then of course, ending it with not a pussy that good nor a titty that round. Like, listen, it's all replaced with like, you, you were good, what you had was good, but 
not enough for me to stick around, baby. Not enough. So it's it's the little cherry on top of the whole song. Yeah, man. That's the end of the breakdown. Any any final thoughts on this song, Mr. Dansby? Man, I feel like for anyone going through something, Joe Budden is more than a podcaster. <laughs> and if you don't know, better find out after this breakdown. Cause there's a lot more songs like OLS three that it's just real. Well, let's get into the rotation then. Give me those three songs that people should three songs that people should listen to after hearing Joe Budden's Ordinary Love Shit Part Three. I would say listen to Joe Budden's Under the Sun, that final verse for anyone with baby mama drama or custody battles is the realest shit ever. When I see you, I'm disgusted. Nickel. Can't believe I was ever in love with. Nickel. Must have been dusted. Cause you look like shit. All these years, they ain't done you no justice. You. I mean, you all fucked up. Can't get cash. Still bitter over a pass. You can't get past. Just sad, get mad, cause my bitch bad. Hey, day she switch heels, switch bags. Whoa. It's like we living on a dock, nigga, big pad. You can't afford a deposit on my closet. Since you all I ever know was flash shit. Unfortunately, you ain't fitting that logic, cause you're much less. Sometimes you gotta stand by your failures to recognize your success. Still, I be the bigger man and wish her all the best. Or knowing she'll never get it, so why would she ever quit it? Ridiculous. Then I go, Love, I'm Good, which is just an amazing song, but the second verse on that is incredible. I can't get with you at all. The issue is tall. You tied to every nigga now that dribbles a ball. Did I miss a red flag? You wasn't fickle before. I can't even ridicule y'all. That'd be a bit of resolve. Wanna talk about our history. I feel like anything you say is contradictory. Whenever you can visit me, I look at you and see remembrance. Remnants, plenty resentments. It's not you, but there's resemblance. We piss each other all out of fun. Shit amuses me. You threaten a girl that I'm with. That just confuses me. Say you want kids real soon, now that's abuse to me And I just write about it in song, you're like a muse to me I wanna ask you where you see yourself in five years How you going about that, like what's the verdict? I wanna ask if you ever replay the past over And if you do when you finish, is it worth it? I wanna ask if we love each other so much How do we cause each other so much pain? Feeling all in each other's lives, we remain without a claim I know some will call that clinically insane How do we remedy the game? Once enemies and in that energy refrain Wasn't meant to be the synergy Had us mentally drained Minimally sprayed So relentlessly it aims Despite when you said you could never depend on me again uh, Still we're here as if none of this had ever taken place Are we checking to see if someone's taking our place As we front like we're taking up space I think currently the current we is making our case But for what? With that you seal it again Did it all hurt so much that we want to feel it again? And then I would go, man, maybe Joe Budden Dreamers as the final one. There's so much good stuff on Moon Music 4. Uh, no, I'd scratch that. Joe Budden Downfall. 
Y'all don't know me. Honestly, I can't say that I blame y'all. I don't even really know myself. But y'all probably shouldn't know me. Fuck it. Last thing I'm trying to be is the good guy now I ain't never gave a fuck, why should I now? Like the world's interrupting my song with an interlude Can't y'all see I'm busy trying to balance out my chemical? Finishing up what y'all ain't even begin to do When your back's against the ropes, you see the him or you Y'all ain't so important that my words are meant for you When did everybody become so sensual? Caught up in the he say, she say Rock sights, him and her broke up, world star Nah, right, dumb fans, they believe everything that y'all right out. Friends fake, couldn't even facade right Pressure's on, won't fail Nigga got too much to prove Would've been lost it But I got too much to lose Say what you want about Joe But I stood my ground Bitch, I get it up myself You just put it down They say, I put my whole life on display To my dismay, stop it You're carrying on without logic Let me tell you this about Joe I only say what I want you to hear You'll only see what I want to show Crushing up the Percocet Chasing the high tally I couldn't make this shit up if I tried it's about the beginning of the end to him and Tahiri's relationship. And if you care to listen to OLS 4, that is after they got back together and then she denied his proposal. So on national the, TV. On national TV. So you get the beginning of the reconciliation with downfall and then OLS 4, you get the complete end and crumbling of their relationship. Thank you, kind sir. This was hey. this was this was good. Um, if I gotta be a guy, I'll be a Joe Budding guy. That's <laughs> fun. Kel, tell them where they could find you. You know, saying all your socials, your podcast. You know the the shit that you got going on right now. Listen, I tweet everything out. So follow me on Twitter or any other social platform at Kel Dansby. Real name, no gimmicks. K E L D A N S B Y see some of my stuff on ESPN, um, follow my podcast, Corn The Corner Podcast. We talk hip hop, current events, mixed with combat sports, pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. It's a fun time. And then uh, we just launched a new show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, where we talk to people in the wrestling industry about being a minority in their journey. It is really dope, even if you don't care about wrestling. If you've seen Dark Side of the Ring, this is the happiness before this, before shit goes off the rails. Uh, um, everyone has a beginning story though. And like the story of minorities coming up in any in industry is interesting. And we go through a lot of the same battles, a lot of the same hurdles, what it's like being a woman coming through, a man, a black man, a native trans, LGBTQ of all spectrums. Like we have them all on our show. So it is, it is great. The guests we have are great. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have going on now. Doug, I appreciate it every time coming yeah. through. It is always fun. I enjoy the show. I am a fan of the show first. So anytime I get to contribute and chop it up with you, it is great. I'm sorry I always bring up horrible memories of the past when I'm on the show. You sure do. But it makes for great content. You sure do. He, he, he Kel is the guy who, uh, you know, he always brings it out of me. <laughs> You're much like Joe Budden. No one wants to hear happy Joe Budden. You want extremely sad Joe Budden? I do not come to this show for level-headed Doug. I come here and I only want spicy Doug. 
So if I got to pull it out, listen, let bygones be bygones. But I'm here for spicy dog. I know, look, this is, I t- that's what Kel says every time. He says, I, he's like, what was it when you were first listening to the old podcast? He's like, it's something that's been missing and I can't put my finger on it. And he was like, I know what's missing. Spicy Doug. <laughs> Off air, I will tell you the moment I knew Spicy Doug was back. But we will not say it on the show. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, then in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to write out with a song that I think that y'all should listen to. Um, It is off of the Black Messiah and Judas soundtrack. Um, this this soundtrack is so revolutionary and so hip hop, and it was produced by it was EP by a nigga from the West Coast. God damn it, hit boy, you did it again. All right, this is a <laughs> this is a song with G Herbo and Bump J. Uh. In the meantime, in the meantime, stay safe. Please be responsible, man. Niggas is catching COVID left and right. All right, peace and love. My name is Doug. Niggas stressed out. I'm in between celebrating and feeling left out. But I'm still counting my blessings. Traumatized, so we ride with Wessons. Locked and loaded up with rounds of protection. Profound with aggression. You found us on essence. We drowning in lessons and rounding in sessions. Trying to pound out the sound of oppression. Hearing this and now you bound to respect it. Motherfucker, coalition going bad because you rocking with other suckers. Now that pressure heavy. Front line, why you never ready? Wanna shine, but they never let me. Past chasing me and never catch me. Cause the truth is scary. When them shootings vary, shit was revolutionary. Stand like a man, do you understand? Create a fist from your hand, do you understand? And never quit on your plans, do you understand? We can't get rich off this land, do you understand? Made my first hundred grand, a hundred rubber bands. Happy I could share it with the fam. Lost friends and I shed tears in my lamb. Had to face it like I'm doing glam. Made my heart numb and used my head. Try to analyze what I said. I broke bread and they ain't give a damn. Had to think about myself, but I ain't selfish, I'm just one man Therefore, if I'm feeling helpless, then I'm going bland I'm going all in, like the Panthers, I just want to see us all win I mean, all the people like me, but not with cars and nice things All the hustlers on the street with Nikes and white tees Light skin, so I had to toughen up to fight these If you elevate your mind just like me, it might ease Suffocating and they blaming it on lean and tight jeans But if you stay awake and dream the right things, you might breathe, killer Stand like a man, do you understand? Create a fist from your hand, do you understand? And never quit on your plans, do you understand? We can't get rich off this land, do you understand? Being rich is a mind state, yeah, I understand. We was balling, I took the L, well, let's run again. Rather 10 line than 50 sheep, you don't understand. My circle small, you 50 deep, still you under man. Out here with that drum again, I'm just trying to make it home. Think my own people trying to oop me, Lord, I pray I'm wrong. Keep calling me bro like I'm slow, I just play alone. Nigga try to snake, I'm gone, drum finna play a song for him. The sky's the limit, now the sky's the floor. Head in the clouds, God quiet the noise. Headed the trial, I should have fired the lawyer. Tell a lie.